I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome along to the Rugby Pass podcast. This is the Short Pool with Scotty Stevenson and Mills Muliaina. Today is the 9th of October, New Zealand time. We are wrapping up all sorts this week in Millsy. But before we get to the domestic competitions, the Mitre 10 Cup and the Farrah Palmer Cup, let us talk about that game on Saturday mm. uh, in South Africa. What a test. Oh, that was awesome, wasn't it? So, I mean, it made getting up at 3am in, in the morning <laughs> worthwhile. You had digestives. Oh, you I, didn't even you didn't even open them. Producer I, Blair brought in digestives just for you, given your biscuit chat. I know, I know, and I just didn't feel like it at the time. No, you didn't, and I couldn't believe that. No, but man, whew, what a game! What a game! You know, a lot of talk after that match that South Africa are back. You know, there's mm. uh, some honour in the jersey once more after that shellacking they took in Albany, uh, but they still didn't win the game. Is that a problem for South African rugby? Is that a problem? Uh, as reports have emerged, you now we talked on the podcast last week that if the All Blacks' domination of this competition is not ideal, not ideal for the All Blacks, not ideal for the Southern Hemisphere, and more reports after the game on Saturday night that that is still the case. You know, South Africa, yes, played much better. Yes, gave us a great showing, but ultimately on the wrong side of the ledger again. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't think it's a bit of a worry. I just, you know, I think... You know they know what they can produce. You know they, they 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 put a lot of pressure on the All Blacks, and both teams played very very well. It wasn't as if South Africa played well and the the All Blacks didn't. You know both teams you know produced a spectacular um, performance. So yeah. the thing that worries me going forward is you know can they reproduce that again if they were you know going to go away and play the likes of Argentina this week? You know can yeah. they get to the same intensity, the same skill set? Um, and I just question whether they, they have that ability to be able to do that. What about a couple of those All Blacks too? You know, David Harvilli, we wrote on Rugby Pass in oh. August about David Harvilli, and he's had two test matches, and he's had a hand in both, the results of both, including the setup for Damien McKenzie's try, which was a go-ahead try for the All Blacks. You know, this kid does not look ruffled at this level of the game. No, he definitely doesn't. And I mean, you know, his first couple of touches of the test match footy was has been, you know... Um, Fantastic, you know, he came on in the Argentinian game, made a massive break. I think that might have been his first touch. In the weekend, same thing. Just after you know uh, halftime break, he made a nice little break down the sideline, and we probably possibly could have scored down there if um, mm. uh, if Liam Squire didn't, didn't drop the ball. But you know what he produced in that sort of offload and um, and the way he played, and you know setting up Damien McKenzie. Yeah, Damien still had a lot of work to do. You know, and in your second test to be able to do things like that. Just goes to show how much confidence and skill this guy has. Exactly right. Well, we're going to get hold on the line now. Wyatt Crockett, all-black prop forwards, uh, and a man who just keeps on trucking, was uh, great again 
on Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon against the South Africans, uh, where he had to scrum again with Rue Andrea. And here he is. Hello, Crocky. G'day. <laughs> you're dressed straight out of the shower and you're live on the podcast, Crocky. I'm glad you got clothes on. That's the one. Yeah, I'm good. Scotty, good Sumo and Mills here. Uh, Crocky, first of all, congratulations, uh, not just on the rugby championship, but what a thrilling test match in South Africa. And, and by the looks of some of the photos that you boys have posted, it was a great celebration after as well. Yeah, it was. It was It was, um, it was. was an awesome week. Cape Town, um, obviously we've got massive support over there um, and from the locals and uh, awesome test match to be involved in, like you said, you know, um, turning up to the ground and there's, you know, thousands of Africans, um, you know, lining the streets and chanting and, and supporting and get into the game. And it was a, obviously a cracker of a game. Um, went right to the last seconds and, um, yeah, it's one of those games that you'll always remember. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, Crocky, I mean, can you explain a little bit more about that? Like, you know, you often, I mean, is it still the same from, from back in my day where, you know, obviously you turn up and all we sort of see is pictures here of, you know, the, um, the South African, well, the All Black supporters sort of singing the national anthems yeah. and things like that. But it, it carries on throughout the whole week, doesn't it? You know, they sit outside the hotel, you know, they're ringing your phone constantly. Are they still actually doing, you know, a lot of that from the, the, the very moment you touch down in Cape Town right through until you leave? Yeah, mate, it's it's, it's pretty, well, it's extremely unique. You know, we, we, we turn up to a foreign foreign country and there's just, these thousands of um, you know, Captonians that, that just have this um, uh, massive amount of passion for the All Blacks, and it, it's like nothing you see ever anywhere else in the world. Um, like you say, they're, they're at the hotel all week, you know, waiting, waiting all day just to get a signature and a photo with the boys. It's you know, you, you kind of feel like you're a bit of a rock star, really, when you you, know, you walk out for a coffee and you got guys waiting for photos and. And they know every single player's name. They know who they, what Super Rugby team they play for. They, you know, they just absolutely love it. Love the All Blacks. So, um, yeah. And as I say, right through the whole week, um, they're trying to sneak into the hotel to get photos and <laughs> um, just just have a quick yarn to the boys. So it's 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 pretty it's pretty amazing. Croggy, you get a bit jaded after a while of covering press conferences and, and listening to the quotes of coaches, but Steve Hansen, from the moment you guys touched down, talked about the fact that he wasn't buying into this hype around South Africa and the fact that uh, they didn't stand a chance. He knew they were going to come pretty hot at you. Was that the feeling within the team as well? Because I know how much respect you have for Springbok rugby. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, like, like it was said, uh, we're always going to be extremely uh, pumped up to, to obviously... Um, I suppose show show what they're worth and, and show, you know, that they're they're a far better side than what they put out in Albany and, and you know and they did that obviously turned up with a with a game plan and they didn't um, didn't kick the ball as much they um, you know they played very well you know like they um, they I think they we only had one scrum on our ball so it just shows the the lever execution that they had and um, I think there was only six lineouts as well so mm-hmm. not a real set piece game it was just um, you know, their big ball carriers just rumbling it up hard. Um, obviously, they, they were tough men, to put, tough men to put down and, um, you know, just made it a great challenge. Mate, speaking about scrums, all right, uh, and I know a little bit more about it now, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the sitting there at, um, I mean, it must be a massive call. I mean, Steve Henson didn't quite drip feed, you know, you front row on. He sort of just put you on, you know, right in amongst it. And the first sort of thing that you guys did was a, was a scrum, you know, to bring on, you know, you know, two props and a, and a hooker, a whole new front row. That must be massive sort of boost of confidence. I mean, 
mentally, and I know we've spoken about it before, mentally in a, in, a, in a game when you're sitting on the bench and you're about ready to go, I mean, what what sort of goes through your head when you're thinking far out, we've got to go out there and there's a whole new thing, um, you know, and, and, and how do you get right into the game with a, the with a first scrum? Yeah, you're definitely nervous, especially in a, especially in a big game that's, you know, it's, it's really close and, um, I suppose you want to get it. You want to get out there, and you want to make your first couple of actions good ones. Um, but I, I suppose we're we're a little bit used to it. You know, front rows now. We, we all know that we're going to get decent minutes. Um, so you know, we're sort of pretty much ready to go straight after halftime. That we we go out a little bit earlier than the rest of the team, go and run through a few moves, and um, you know, and and I suppose try and get a bit of a puff on, try and get that second one, so that we're we're ready to go. Um, but yeah, to get out there with, with just five minutes gone in that second half, we knew it was still a, still a big job to go. And we, um, I think the, the guys that came on did, did a really good job again. So um, mm. no, it seems to be going well. That bench, we, we were sort of always talking about it, just how important it is to, that we come on and finish the job off and really add something. So, oh, Croggy, we've blown enough smoke up your butt over the years. But um, <laughs> I, I just wonder if you had a quick word on uh, Offer Tuungo Fasi. I thought that was um, the best 20, 30 minutes I've seen him play in an all-black jersey, especially at the end. You two were running your own show out there. You were oh. like the Harlem Globetrotters of offloads <laughs> and short balls. It was like a two men just uh, just playing around in the backyard with each other. Just just a word on how he's developed in this all-black team and what you thought of his performance against the Springboks. Yeah, he's been he's been like uh, unreal this year. You know, obviously when we when we lost Charlie, Charlie's done such an awesome job. Um, on the bench for the All Blacks for, for a number of years now, and he always came on and added some impact. So losing him, and then and then I suppose Offer's just gone from strength to strength. You know, he's um, really gained a lot of confidence. We've been doing a lot of uh, uh, you know front row sessions as, as we always do, but we've put a lot of time and effort into that. And and uh, Chrono's obviously done a huge amount of work there. And um, but but I think in terms of Offer, like he's always had that uh, raw potential, that strength, and just that week in week out that footy at that level and he's just gone as I say just gone from strength to strength and now he's um, he's you know he's, he's done a great job Croggy finally the All Blacks mm. win the rugby championship you went to Argentina mm-hmm. you, you knew you'd had it and uh, you know the fact is you, you know you'd had the rugby championship when you played Argentina uh, to still go to South Africa and know you had another job to do takes a lot of mental focus a lot of preparation especially with fatigued bodies uh, you know, when you look back on this rugby championship season, especially on the back of the Lions series, would you would you this be one of the, the the prouder moments of your black career to know that you've had to bring a whole lot of guys through, that you've had to play in all sorts of time zones, and you've just had to be on your game week after week? Yeah, I reckon it is. It's um, we certainly we certainly you know we haven't had it all our own way um, the whole year. It's been um, you know there's been some some really good patches and some average patches through those tests but I think um, the way that the team sort of come through um, we haven't you know we haven't uh, ever given up or or, or um, I suppose in some trying situations we've come through pretty well so it was just a real good example of that game on the weekend you know we um, you know they, they came back and got ahead and um, we had to fight really hard and they were obviously pretty pumped up and, and playing some good footy so you know Coming through those sorts of games is, is, is massive for the team. You know, um, talked about the the group that's changed over. There's been a, a lot of uh, 
new guys coming in this year and last year and um, no, those, those sorts of games are massive for us. I know you're giving Nelson College all the credit here considering you and David Haverley were on the field at the end of that game, Crocky. So I'll, I'll let you bask in that glory for another couple of weeks, mate, and we look forward to seeing you in Brisbane for the third Bledisloe. Thanks for your time on the short ball, buddy. I uh, love being on the show, mate, and um, thanks very much. It's, it's great to see young uh, David there. The young kid out of Nelson doing so well. Um, yeah, cheers. You're old enough Crocky. to be his dad, Crocker. You know that, eh? I actually played with his dad. So, uh, <laughs> All right, played mate. Played with his dad for Nelson Base B. Just when I was in my last year at school. So There you go. There you go. Great yeah. connection. Cheers, Crocker. Cheers, mate. Cheers, lads. See you later. Why Crockett, uh, speaking from Christchurch, happy to be home, I think, as well. Uh, he was great in the final stages of that game. And I thought off of Tuanga Fasi, we were watching the game together, oh. Millsy. I, I thought he was outstanding. But, you know, we, we do need to change tack a little bit and give some credit to the South Africans. Uh, Malcolm Marks, I know there's been a lot written about him, a lot said about him over the last couple of days. But, uh, my goodness, what a talent he is. Yeah, he, he was an absolute beast. And I, I think I mentioned it, you know, um, you know, after the game that, they need to get on the same wavelength as him because he just, I mean, showed grit, determination, his skill that over the ball, you know, even in the wider channels. You know, he turned over a lot of pill when the All Blacks were building, you know, some pressure and looked to be scoring. So his performance in the weekend was just, just stood out, you know, to me for, out of both teams. You know, what, the other thing about him too, his scrum's going backwards. Mm-hmm. Ru Andrea has tight head props under an awful lot of pressure yeah. in that game. And yet Malcolm Marks still has the energy to withstand that pressure at scrum time in a set piece, throw a pretty good dart. At line-out time. Yeah, and the Springbok well. line-out was much better than it was in Albany. Yeah. And then all that work around the field, both in the ball carry and over the ball winning turnovers. You know, I, I don't think I've seen a performance like that in a, in a test match for a long time. From a front row, we talk a lot about Dane Coles in New Zealand, but uh, Malcolm Marks is the hooker 2.0. Oh, absolutely. And, and usually you sort of see, you know, a, a performance like that from a back. You know, they, they, they have a bit of a rest. They don't have to do too much set pieces and things like that. But when you're going backwards, you're asserting a lot of energy in, into actually scrummaging and helping helping your tight head or your loose head, who's, whoever's getting dominated, and then but the, the way he, what the way he played and how sort of open he was, and you know he even set up a couple of tries, a few um, he scored scored one himself, um, actually two didn't he? Um, set one up, scored one himself. Yeah, and so yeah. I mean he just had a complete, you know, when they often talk about complete performances, he had one. One other thing about the test match, uh, it seems to me now we've we've had a lot of analysts come through and pundits come through and starting to compare Damien McKenzie and Ben Smith and who has the job going forward. Uh, conveniently forgetting Geordie Barrett was the talk of the town six months ago and, and with his injury, no one's even mentioning him in the same sentence. No. It's an embarrassment of riches in the back three, notwithstanding uh, Nehemi Onoskata's latest injury setback. Uh, I, I think the comparison's wrong. Damien McKenzie is a very special player, we know that, but you, you don't just throw out a guy like Ben Smith and, no. or start comparing them. Well, One's played 70-odd test matches, the other's exactly. at the start of his career. I mean, exactly. I mean, that sort of annoys me a little bit when they start uh, doing that. You know, when you've got a guy that's just, you know, brought so much to the uh, the all-black jersey, his experience and things like that. And yes, don't get me wrong, Damien McKenzie is playing some outstanding football and he's going to be even, even better. You know, and I'm loving the way he's playing at fullback. And, but you can't forget about those guys that um, you know that are around. So we are we're, we're, we've got an embarrassment of riches in, in the back three, and and that's what you want. That's what you want. That's that's why the All Blacks are so good. You could take, you know, two or three. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, two teams out of this and play, yep. you know, play, and you wouldn't even know who would win, you know? That's right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mills. I mean, look, it's a, it's a great setup, and we talked about that stat last week. 36 players the All Blacks had used yep. during the rugby championship. That's uh, six more and five more than the other teams have, and and also their bench. You know, oh, once mate. again, the bench to the four. We're going to change tact here because the Mitre 10 Cup's coming down to the wire as well. Still, we don't have our final seedings, uh, apart from Wellington, who will host a semi-final in the championship in a couple of weeks' time, but everything else is up for grabs here. Thought we'd get on the line a man who's got a pretty important game tomorrow night as well. New Zealand's sevens contracted player. He's been about, he's a Commonwealth Games gold medalist and he's with the Turbos tomorrow night as they take on Taranaki for the Ram for the Shield. He is Kurt Baker and uh, we'll get him on the line. Is that you, KB? Soon, mate. How are hey, you, mate, son? How are you? Good, mate. Hey, uh, what, a, what a week for the mighty Turbos, heading up the uh, road to Yarrow Stadium and uh, seeing what you can do with, uh, with a log of wood on the line. Yeah, all the stars aligned last week, so it's perfect. We get to go up and play for something pretty choice. So looking forward to it. You got Nani Lamapi back in the lineup as well, mate, which is a great boost for you guys. But of course, uh, unfortunately, poor Nehi can't be there uh, given his uh, dislocated shoulder. Whether he would be there or not is uh, questionable. But uh, having Nani back, what does he add to the team? It's always good adding a wrecking ball to your um, to your backline. So if there's someone else you can throw the ball to to cut it up, then it's it's positive for the team. So obviously, he's pretty talented, and um, you know he'll. He showed what he could do when he came back last time against Otago. So, looking forward to him opening up. KB, you've, uh, you're in a good position, really. You're, you're in the semi-final spot at the moment in the championship, but uh, you've also got a game in hand over all of your rivals. So, uh, you know, with the shield on the line, I know that'll be motivation in itself, but having Hawks Bay to finish the season gives you two bites at that semi-final cherry. Are the boys pretty much well aware of what needs to be done in, uh, in terms of uh, being in the playoff mix? Yeah, I think so. We've sort of been following it from you know early on in the season. Obviously, there's two pretty tough games with Danaki and then um, Hawks Bay last. But um, you know we know what we're going to do. It's just a matter of getting out there and doing it now. Hey, Kurt Mills here, mate. Hey, you, you look like you're enjoying your, you know being back in New Zealand. You had a little stint overseas and, and whatnot. You got a little bit of stability now with uh, you know being back in the sevens. How have you found sort of your time overseas and also sort of coming back? And if you're comparing the two, mate. To be honest, I think it was probably more an eye-opener. I think um, it made me appreciate, you know, how lucky we are in New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you're probably well aware it didn't work out as flash as it probably should have in Italy. Yeah. So, um, you know, we come back to New Zealand, we looked after pretty well. And um, as I said before, I'm, I'm just pumped that I can um, play for teams that I'm, you know, proud of being a part of and, and passionate about. So, um, you know, just it's a lot more exciting being back and... Um, I'm probably more appreciative than you think at the moment. That's good from you, KB. Have you grown up a little? <laughs> well, yeah, I've turned 29. Um, 
but I actually don't plan to grow up anytime soon. So no. yeah, no, please. Just it depends who's asking the question. Yeah. yeah, no, please don't, mate. Please never grow up. You are a pest, and uh, that's just the way we like you. Hey, I, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you know, there's been some setbacks in your career, Super Rugby level. You know, you've had a couple of digs, and, and I know you had that last dig with the Highlanders, and you know that didn't work out. I guess you know promises are made as they always are when you're signing contracts, and and then you wanted to go back to sevens and away again. Now back to sevens under Clark Laidlaw. You know what what keeps you fired up? to play World Series rugby with the Sevens team? For me, it's probably there's just things that I don't think I've achieved as a within a team and, and me individually. So, um, like, I'm pretty motivated and I hate losing. So, um, <laughs> that keeps driving me. Wouldn't, wouldn't have guessed, KB. Wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> yeah. So, it drives me to keep going. And, um, you know, I, yeah, as I said, there's, there's things that I want to achieve in that, especially in that Sevens jersey that um, I haven't. And um, I feel like... You know, I, I, I want to go there and add to the environment that I, I know that it can be. So um, having Youngster Clark in that, he's, he wants to change a few things. And, you know, I think it's going to be pretty exciting times for, for the Sevens team going, going forward. Kobe, back to the Mitre 10 Cup. You're in the championship division, obviously. You know, is there a hope and a, and a will and a want in the, in the Manawatu region that uh, you guys can get up there back into the top flight of our domestic league? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, the sort of... You know they've proven that they can, we can win the the championship um, and, and pass. So yeah. there's nothing stopping us from thinking we can do it again. It's just um, you know, each game, we've, as you said, we've got those two games. If we get to the semis, then it's, we're two games away really from being a chance to go up. So um, you know we've just got to keep doing what we can control, and then um, hopefully get the reward of, of going up to that premiership at the end of it all. Now, uh, this game has some significance for you too, this uh, midweek game against Taranaki, because uh, you once uh, jumped the fence, mate, and uh, and put on the Naki colours. <laughs> and uh, I, I know that it took the Turbo fans a long time to forgive you for that, but uh, this would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? They would, You'd be redeemed for life if you were to score the winner in this game. Yeah, it's funny, uh, CEO said to me today, he's like, you owe us after, um, <laughs> I think, last... Last time Man or Two went up for the Shield, I was actually playing with Taranaki and it wasn't a very good day for Man or Two Rugby. So um, I'm glad I can be on the other side of the fence and try, you know, inflict some sort of, uh, what's the word you'd use? Just pestfulness, I'd say. Yeah, so, just general pestiness. Yeah. Yeah. A couple so of two, a, couple of two thumbs up. That, that's a win. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not aiming to get any tries. I'll just try and chip away at some lads and then see what we can get out of it. Do you find that, that, I mean, you know, it brings up a question around the player movements. It's not quite what it used to be. You know, a lot of players now spread around our provinces who are all from different parts of the country. That's life in the semi-pro leagues. But uh, do you feel that uh, there is still the same honour code when it comes to putting on the jersey, no matter where you're from? Once you put on that jersey, are, are we still talking about the same passion, the same drive? For me, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously I went up to the NACI. I spent two years here and then went up to the NACI. I was, you know, I'm proud of what I achieved in in that province. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm I'm from Tami, um, went to school here. Um, you know, this is where my rugby started. So I think I'm just as proud, or if not prouder, to to be putting it back on. Mm. Um, some guys move around, and they've got different reasons for that. But um, you know, I'm you know pretty happy to say that I've only played for the the two provinces, and um, you know, for me, this is this is home really. So um, it's not. You know, it's something I'm, you know, 
stoked to be a part of, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Mate, uh, obviously, back to the Ranfurly Shield, it's it's going to be massive. And, you know, Taranaki were pretty impressive against, uh, you know, to, to win that, having been, you know, 30-odd points down. Is there one area without, you know, sharing too much that you think you guys can actually try, have to try and nullify uh, in, in, in Taranaki to make sure that you guys are on the well, on the winning side? Yeah, I think for us, probably just defensively, um, you know, they, you look across their board, they've got game breakers left, right and centre. So yeah. if we can stay connected as a group defensively, I think, um, you know, we can hopefully nullify a few of those guys. But until that day rolls, like tomorrow rolls around, you don't really know <laughs> how, the, how the game's going to pan out. Yeah. So a, we need to cross the wall. But um, yeah, I, I just think for us, it's, it's staying connected as a, as a group on the defensive line. Because um, if we don't, from sort of 1 to 15, they've got a pretty dangerous bunch of boys. Well, they certainly do, mate. But I know you'll be sitting around doing nothing today in your compression tights. So uh, pre- <laughs> pre- prepare well, KB. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in action there at Yarrow Stadium tomorrow night. Uh, best of luck to you and the Turbos, mate, in that Shield Challenge. Go well, buddy. Awesome. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Kurt Baker, member of the New Zealand Sevens team and, of course, the Turbo, heading up to Taranaki or down to Taranaki. Where do they go? Do they go up or down? My geography is shot when it comes up. to that part of the world. Up, sideways. They'll go up. sideways, all right. Well, someone will be afterward at the crowded house in New Plymouth. There's always someone sideways in that bar. But, um, you know, I love this competition. I love how it's got down to the wire. And, you know, you talked about the Taranaki performance against Canterbury last Friday night. You know, I, I'm a little bit of bias because I was obviously there calling the game. But I think that's the catalyst this competition needed. Oh, mate. A game like that. Yeah, it, it, it Absolute does. season changer for the Mitre 10 Cup. Well, I, I flicked over and I thought they were gone. I did, and some of the stuff that they pr- produced, and, and this is Canterbury you're talking about, you know, the, a team that defensively do not have any leaks, and so what they, I mean, that, it was just awesome the way they came back, and you know, obviously the Cantabs fought back, but the way they, they won it, you know, the broken play, um, they had sort of key players, and, and Kurt sort of touched on it, you know, if they don't stay, stay connected, you know, those those players were, you know, setter. Man, how, how big he was great. Was he, did yeah, he have? He know? was really good. And, and Lachlan Busher is the other one, yes. uh, the number seven for Taranaki. You know, we talk about Mark and Ma- Mark, Malcolm Marks after the Springbok All Black game. Lachlan Busher's performance in the seven jersey for Taranaki on Friday night was the stuff of legend. Yeah, and he, he was all over the place, wasn't he? Oh. So, I mean, performances like, like that, I mean, that's what get you... You know, super rugby contracts, right? And um, you know, I'm glad you know all this. I mean, I'm glad it's come down to the wire and that not one team's dominating. Or yep. we sort of had mixed sort of results over, yeah, well, over the last few weeks. Well, we good. have, we're, you know, and you go through the table, Millsy. Canterbury on 36 points, Taranaki on 36 points with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. They've got two games this week: the Shield Challenge on Wednesday night, and then uh, they've got one more, which is a tough one against North Harbour, who are currently on 32 points, and Tasman on 30. So Counties Monaco cannot make the playoffs now. Auckland and Waikato, on the other hand, are now locked in a relegation battle. I mean, you, you couldn't make this stuff up. <laughs> Auckland have got to play Canterbury on a bounce back after oh, that no. losing the oh. shield in Taranaki at Eden Park. And uh, Auckland went down to Tasman, of course, in their last fixture. Waikato, on the other hand, have got Bay of Plenty, uh, who beat Otago at Forsyth Bar Stadium. You know, you know, I look at that those two games and I think to myself, you know, I would give Waikato more of a chance than I'm giving Auckland this week. Yep. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but we could see Auckland relegated out of the Premiership for the first time in their province's history. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And you're right to probably give uh, Waikato that, you know, the, um, the edge in there, given that, you know, they possibly, they, well, they should have won against uh, North Harbour. They were sort yeah. of pipped at the last, or well, the 82nd minute. And so, and, and Auckland, you know, I mean, is that game, that Bay of Plenty game, that's, that's the Auckland we want to see. And then, you know, the following week, you know, they lose to Tasman. So, 
but I, I still think there's a bit of rivalry there between you know the Auckland and and and, and the Canterbury sort of hundred oh, percent back in the day. So well, you well know, mate, even if there's no thought about that in Auckland, there's certainly thought about that in Canterbury. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, and no. that, that's the reality, and that's what Auckland needs to match that passion. Yeah, Canterbury will be coming up to Eden Park to absolutely crush them. Yeah, and and given you know given they've lost the shield and they'll want them to go down, you know yeah. there's no there's, well, there's no doubt in my mind that Cantams will make make sure that they, oh, they, they'll they, be hoping that they, they go down. I think it's the greatest thing in history, right? Yeah. And uh, that's on Friday night, of course, and then we don't have to wait too long to see uh, the Waikato Bay Plenty game. So, you know, if all can get the job done here, yeah. uh, they're safe. They're safe. Ultimately, that's all they need to do. They just need to win by hook or by crook to yep. get a victory over Canterbury. That's what their season comes down well, to. I'm, I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping as, as a former Auckland player, fine. you know, yeah, you um, can, of course, but. You know, everything's against them, and the backs are against the wall. You know, it's whether they want to come out fight, fighting or not. You know, and so, but I haven't quite seen that sort of uh, that mentality from from the Auckland side this year. It's a short ball, a rugby pass podcast. We're going to wrap it up with the Mitre Ten Cup Championship, as we mentioned. Wellington well ahead, one game to play for them, and uh, that's up against the Tunnyfar. So the Tunnyfar's road to the playoffs. Uh, may come up against the speed bump here. Oh, I hate to say it, but that's a tough gig last round before the playoffs. Bay of Plenty, uh, if they beat Waikato, then they're short of a playoff spot. Northland can go from second to fifth <laughs> this weekend. And that, that's how close it is. Everyone, Wellington, Northland, Bay of Plenty, Manawatu, Otago, are playing for playoffs here. Wellington's the only one secure. So four teams into three, this will come down to. Uh, Otago have got Southland, and given the way the Stags have gone this year, you'd think that Otago would get up over them. That puts them on a minimum of 25 points, equal with Northland. And uh, then the rest of the round unfolds. It's a crazy finish to the championship. Well, the Stags will do Northland a favour this week. Just for you, mate. Thanks, mate. Hey. That's really nice of them. Oh, uh, if they did that, look, I mean, oh, I love the Stags, don't get me wrong, but uh, you're an Invercargill man. Just because it's you, have you got con- Have you got some connections down there? Oh, You've still got connections a there? A couple. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few connections <laughs> down there. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, but very much not leastly, also the Farah Palmer Cup uh, wraps up round-robin play uh, this weekend as well. Counties, Monaco, Canterbury, Auckland, Manawa two currently sitting in uh, good positions, uh, but uh, you've still got a couple of others there who could jump up and take a spot. Uh, everyone of the Premiership teams in the Farrah Palmer Cup can make the semi-finals at the moment. And uh, the news is not so good in the Championship division where Hawks Bay and Tasman are gone, North Harbour probably too. But, um, you know, it's been a great competition again and it's always good to see the Farrah Palmer Cup expanding. Yeah, it is. And, and I think um, it's, it's it's quite sad that you hear sort of uh, you know North Harbour because they actually challenged Auckland, you know, the, 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 yeah. and, the, and I think the year before they were beaten by 50 or 60-odd points, you know, so they sort of closed the gap a little bit. So, But I've been really impressed about the skill level, yeah. you know, and, some, and the physicality, like... There's not much stepping going on sometimes with, with some of these girls, and, and man, there's some brutality there. So it's it's been a very good competition so far, Tumo. All right, Melzi, that'll do for the short ball today. Thanks to White Crockett and Kurt Baker for joining us. Don't forget, if you want to get into any of the action this weekend in the Mitre 10 Cup, we certainly recommend you do. You can go to rugbypass.com and all the European rugby you can sink your teeth into as well. See you next week. Ciao. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.